Hello and welcome to the 2016 Healthcare Reform Forum podcast. I'm Rick Titus, Creative Director for Columbus Business First, and I'm joined here today by Nick Fortini, Advertising Director with Columbus Business First, and the esteemed freelance reporter, Jeff Bell. And if Jeff's name sounds familiar, it's because he was a uh, staff reporter for us for how many years, Jeff? 13 years. Yeah, 13 years. Uh, Nick, do you want to uh, go ahead and kick us off with an introduction of who our panelists were? Yeah, so we were fortunate enough to be joined by Bill Hutter, who is the CEO of Sequent, uh, Matt Dasta, who is a CPA and director at the firm Blue and & Company, and Stephen Ringel, who was the president of the Ohio market, is the president of the Ohio market uh, for CareSource. So uh, we had a, an open forum uh, panel discussion uh, specifically about health care and more specifically about the, the Affordable Care Act. And so, and so Nick was a moderator today. Nick, how do you think it went? I thought it went well. I thought once we uh, got into the conversation, uh, it flowed a lot more. There's certainly no lack of opinions from all three of our panelists about the state of Obamacare. Uh, the core issues and, and what the future holds and what needs to happen in the future in order for the law to hold up. Jeff, uh, was there anything specific that stood out to you today? Uh, yeah, a number of things. I found it interesting, some of the comments made by uh, uh, Matt Dasta uh, with Blue & Company. I mean, Matt talked about how um, hospitals, his, his firm, accounting firm, represents uh, a number of hospitals and physician groups, and apparently hospitals are seeing their losses on treating the health, the uninsured um, have gone down since the Affordable Care Act's been um, enacted and due in part to the fact that um, uh, more of the uninsured are covered by Medicaid now, especially here in Ohio. And uh, so they're seeing, uh, hospitals are seeing increased uh, Medicaid reimbursements. Um, and then that means that they're providing less uncompensated care. Both of those things are, are a good thing. In the states where the states chose to expand Medicaid uh, under the ACA, <coughs> that their hospitals there fare a lot better under the ACA than in the states that chose not to. Um, it's no coincidence that under the expansion of Medicaid, those hospitals saw an increase in demand for care. They also saw an increase of revenue from Medicaid um, covered under the for people that are now covered under the ACA. There's lower uncompensated care costs in those hospitals. So they're seeing higher Medicaid discharges and much lower self-pay discharges in, the, in those hospitals. Yeah, they, they went out of their way uh, on more than one occasion to really uh, praise Governor Kasich for the, the expansion of Medicaid in Ohio, which was really not politically uh, necessarily a great move for him. Yeah, um, uh, Steve Ringel with CareSource, he was especially complimentary of Governor Kasich, and, uh, and so was uh, Bill Hutter with uh, Sequent about, uh, you know, it was a political risk for Governor Kasich to take on the Medicaid expansion and, and since he's a Republican to have his name linked to Obamacare, which, you know, that's, that's pretty rough sledding for a Republican, especially one that's running for president now. But uh, uh, he took that step and um, it's, it's um, really been interesting to see the number of um, uh, Medicaid um, members go up and also they're getting the, some of the care that they need now. Yeah, um, Jeff, I found it interesting that uh, Bill said it was phenomenal for the state of Ohio. Uh, so let's go ahead and listen to what Bill had to say. I, I don't think most of people really understand how, how brave a move 
the governor made in doing what he did. It, it, this, was a, this was phenomenal for the state of Ohio, what was accomplished. And uh, if it would not have been politicized uh, as it was, um, I think there could have been a lot more current credit given for what it did by expansion of Medicaid um, and not during a state exchange. Those are just phenomenal things that have worked out extraordinarily well for the state. Well, I, I, you know, I, what I found um, interesting is that, you know, Bill in particular, but, but really all of our panelists were kind of in agreement that uh, the, way it is, the way the current economics work that, you know, this bill is, is not sustainable for the long term. There have to be some significant changes that occur over the course of the next several years in order to, uh, to have the economics that support it. Yeah, I think the smart thinking is that um, um, they're not going to be able to throw out Obamacare in its entirety. There are good things about it. Uh, but at the same time, there are a lot of issues like on the, the penalties, the fees. Just like Bill Hutter said, it's more about it's more like a revenue bill than it is a health care bill, and, and they need to address that. So uh, um, I found that very interesting. There's no question about it. This bill was uh, a revolution in the United States. It's, it's legislation that's failed for as long as I can remember. Uh, and so there's no question about it. This was the opportunity for those that were putting it together to get everything they wanted uh, through. If there was a common theme that I heard, it was that we need to simplify and make this about health care and not about revenue. I, I don't believe this is a health care bill. I think this is a revenue bill. Um, this is a revenue bill. This is a means to extract dollars out of well-intended business owners that can't meet the compliance guidelines that are set up in this trick box here. That's what has to be alleviated. You've got to make it simpler, and you've got to focus on the intent, not the fines and penalties to enhance revenue to the federal government. Uh, but the issue is always, you know, how do you get there? And um, especially in an atmosphere that's politically charged, what with the... Um, presidential race this year and also the congressional races. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think a lot of people would concede that there's a lot of good things about Obamacare and probably an equal amount of bad things about it. So it's just how do you get there? And they certainly dispelled the myth that, you know, employers were going to be conscious about how many they employed or, you know, mass amounts of people were going to be laid off as a result of this. Mm -hmm. uh, they certainly dispelled that rumor. They see no evidence um, that that is, in fact, happening. Yeah, Bill Hutter, especially, he said that uh, he, from what he sees of the employers that his company works with, that, that they're doing the right thing. They're not going below the 50-employee uh, uh, mandate number. And uh, um, part of that's driven, too, by the workplace. I mean, they, they need to have X number of qualified workers, and it's difficult to, you know, fill your slots if, if with part-time people and to get the the productivity and, and the uh, quality of work that you need. But, um, yeah, the, but he did say he thinks the, you know, employees are doing, are doing the right thing in terms of complying with, uh, with the law. And there was a lot of positive talk about, you know, integrated health care and, uh, you know, the opportunities for education 
and helping you know the newly insured and, and the uninsured uh, understand what, what's available to them and, and, and how to stay healthy. We've got a long way to go in terms of actually sharing medical records across systems, across states. Uh, Steve also talked about Governor, Tase, Governor Kasich has taken huge risks and made a very positive impact. Here's what he had to say about that. And so I'm extremely hopeful for the future. I love what Governor Kasich has done in the state of Ohio. He took a huge risk doing that as we're seeing him get beat up every day on the national stage. He did the right thing. And now we just got to figure out how to do it in a much better cost position and price position so that all of us can continue to provide uh, insurance and services for our people. Because that's not what you guys do every day for the most part if you're employing folks. You're not employing them because you're thinking about insurance. You're employing them because you're thinking about what does your company do for a living. And that's what you need to be focused on. And so we need to make that thing a lot simpler so that we can have a better outcome. Okay. Uh, with Steve, he also said to expect a uh, shakeout uh, in the marketplace. He said that um, some of the co-ops that were formed um, have struggled financially, you know, the ones that uh, um, provide uh, health plans, especially through the marketplace. And he also said that some of the companies, the larger companies that... Uh, with the higher profit margins have struggled to maintain those margins because they've seen um, a number of their um, policyholders who had individual coverage prior to the marketplace uh, move into the marketplace where the profits are less um, uh, lucrative. Um, so yeah, he's expecting a shakeout in, in the marketplace and things to really, he said, normalize, which I thought was interesting. Right. And uh, you know, Bill made an important comment about uh, deductibles and you know the six thousand dollar minimum deductible mm -hmm. and you know really what that's uh, the impact that's had on costs six thousand dollars so six thousand dollars no matter how you cut it is a pretty hefty deductible so if we try to look at this from a from a utilization perspective or from a st statistical perspective okay it's like 90% of the people insured never break $8,000 in total claims for a year. Okay? So if that's the statistics, then the carriers really only need to worry about those 20%, right, that do break the, the, the deductible. So as the private, as a public exchange has started, the carriers really had to evaluate very carefully what the impact of the uh, no pre-ex limitations, the utilization pattern, and the price point was going to be within the exchanges. So frankly, my belief is that the carriers really hedged their bet by setting the deductible to about $6,000 realizing that 60% of the people that are in the exchange will never break the deductible. They really stressed, understand the numbers as a business owner. Yes. Um, you know, go talk to professionals so that you understand, you know, the impact and the numbers. It is a numbers game. As you mentioned, it's, a, it's as they mentioned, it's a revenue bill. So it's really a matter of understanding the economics uh, and how it impacts your organization so you can make informed decisions about how you're insuring yourself and your employees. Steve Ringel and how he talked about um, how CareSource is not only focused on the healthcare part of it, but also 
trying to help their members, um, their low-income members. Um, the social imp- determinants of health care. Yeah, the social determinants, right, and, and to figure out ways to improve their employment situation. So not only will they be able to afford their health care deductibles and premiums, but also for many of the members that CareSource has, uh, you know, food and housing expenses on a daily basis are a real problem, and so it, you know, and, and end up contributing to some of their health issues, and mm-hmm. so it's it's more of a holistic type of approach. Yeah. But we decided this year that we needed to be different, and so we joined together with the other four plans. So all five plans together uh, worked with the state to focus on social determinants of health. And that's where we're focused on, is those true social determinants. And that is about food and shelter. And you just take the Mavlov's hierarchy and needs. We take it for granted. Uh, Virtually everybody in this room probably takes that for granted, that you have a place to live. You're probably going to have food on your table tonight. Uh, The vast majority of our folks do not take that for granted. Well, that wraps it up here today from the Fawcett Center. Thank you very much for joining us, and have a great day.